Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. Hola, hola, hola. All right. Today is super special because we have comedian, writer, and actor Marcela Arguello, who I've talked about many times on this podcast, who is hilarious, a comedian, been basically, I, I, after Marcela, I think I'm done with my wish list in terms of people that I wanted to come on this show. So very excited to have Marcela Arguello, and we're going to hear all from her in just a second. But before we hear from her, Ana Sheila, I have a really fun little game for us. You ready? Okay, okay. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Um, before we get into the game, I just wanted to say that I finally got, I feel like you've been talking about Marcela forever, Brenda. Yes, and I, finally, and, <laughs> and I finally got to see her live um, at a benefit slash comedy show that um, Ayla Rodriguez hosted a few weeks back in LA. And I, and I was definitely thinking of you as I saw her because I didn't even know who was going to be on the show. Yeah, I like found so, out about it last minute, bought tickets, and it was amazing. And Marcela yeah, was one the lineup of the was comedians. Killer. Yeah, the lineup was, I had super envious, envidia when I saw the lineup after the event. And also, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned that because I ran into a friend of ours, Wendy Ramirez, um, who runs the Spanish Sin Pena. Anyways, and she said, I think I saw, I think I saw Ana Sheila at a comedy event. It was that event. So... <laughs> yes, I saw her. She was literally across the room from me. And then um, I, I left and I didn't end up seeing getting to see her again. But I was I wanted to say hi. But I definitely I was like, oh, my God, I saw her and I saw Alma. Ex Alma, I'm, I was about to Alma call Lopez, her Alma Explorers. Alma Explorers. She was yes, there. Yes, all our also amigos were there. Tamarindo guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, we've gotten everybody that was amazing that we've admired. We got to get to know more of you out there because we've been able to chat with everybody pretty much. And it's such a treat. <laughs> all right. All right. You ready for the game? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. Okay. Ver, ver. Super easy. So basically, I'm going to give you a, a quick update on some Latinx pop culture news. And you tell me if it's a, a basura or a matraca. Okay, simple. okay, okay. Very simple. Okay, okay. Okay, the first one is I'm really excited to see this. Speaking about that great lineup, because I think some of the comics from this show were part of that lineup. But the fantastic show, This Fool, got renewed for a second season. So, is this a basura or a matraca? A matraca. That's so. That's the easiest question. And I just saw. I just started watching it um, a few weeks ago as well, Brenda. So, thank you for that recommendation. It's so funny, and I got to see those comedians who were hilarious. But yeah, I, I love it. It's so funny. Yeah. So matraca to, to this fool, and yay yeah. for Latinx shows yeah. getting renewed instead of canceled. Absolutely, <laughs> please, everybody, catch up on this fool. It's so funny. I am very much looking forward to how these two funny characters continue to evolve. Okay. All right. My next la Latinx pop culture news for you is apparently Rosalia is going to be playing at the Latin Grammys in a few days from now. So I'm curious about your take on Spaniards categorized as Latinos. Is this a basura, a matraca? What are your thoughts? <sighs> that's a basura for me. That's a, that's a no. That's a no for me, Brenda. <laughs> Add to it. Why is it a no? Tell us more. Uh -huh. What are these feelings? 
I mean, it just feels like the first word is a is appropriation. It's like you getting your cake. What's that phrase again? I forget. Getting but your it's cake like, and you eating know, it too. Getting a yeah. She gets <laughs> she gets to be white. She gets to be Latina. She you know she can do whatever she wants. And 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 here here's the thing. I'm not gonna deny her talent, but I just it just doesn't it doesn't feel authentic to me. It doesn't feel real. I just like it's just the same way. I I don't love a lot of these um. Latinx artists that, you know, all of a sudden are uh, never talked about reggaeton, probably bashed on reggaeton many years ago, but all of a sudden they're making their reggaeton songs, you know, because it's hot. (laughs) Yeah, although her songs are fire. So, yes. What's that? Her songs are fire. I think she's... Rosalia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess she collaborates with a lot of Latin artists. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and um no and I'm not even speaking about her sort of doing reggaeton but I'm just other artists yeah, like, like Talia, you know like example. Shakira or Talia <laughs> or all these other artists that have never yeah pro- were never reggaeton artists all of a sudden like you know anyway one hundred percent it is a, a, it's complicated very much okay complicated next question so World Cup is right around the corner. We, Jeff and I just started watching this documentary about how corrupt FIFA is. I think it's pretty damn corrupt that, that this, that this cup is happening in Qatar where there's, you know, anti-LGBTQ policies where it's hot as fuck to be having the, the World Cup. So in general, I'm sure it's complicated. It's probably a nuanced feeling, but what are your general thoughts? World Cup, basura or matraca? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's a good one, Brenda. And it is a complicated question. And I probably will not watch that documentary until after the World Cup is over. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> pero, pero, I, I mean, I, I feel I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed at, at FIFA, whoever. I think that they're the people that organize this. I'm pissed at them for, 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 for allowing this to happen at, at, in this place. But you know what? I think, and without watching the documentary, I, I know of, I've heard of a lot of the, the corruption and a lot of the, the things that, that are involved in, in soccer period. And it's not, so it's not surprising that even with the, um, this, you know, this human rights record that this country has, that they would still allow this to happen. But I think it definitely taints the experience of the World Cup for many of us. And also having it in the freaking winter, like that's just weird. Like the World Cup is supposed to happen in the summer and we look, it's like a summer, it's a fun summer pastime. So it is complicated because I do, I do have a lot of like positive feelings around watching the World Cup and and cheering for, for my team. And, and I think it's a very like beautiful community collective event but there's you know as with many things there's there's often some darkness behind it so it's it's a um here's the thing i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch the world cup and i'm gonna root for my team and and you know you, we always pray that mexico gets past the quarter gets to the quarterfinals and you know we we, we, we have this little hope <laughs> and we get disappointed and i'm gonna continue but if, if we don't have hope what do we have right so i'm gonna <laughs> so i'm gonna continue to have that little hope i bought myself a the new mexican jerseys brenda it's are very fire cool. yes 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 they're fire me, so i bought myself me, uh, my jersey uno de pirata, please. <laughs> yeah no 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 they're 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 about they're about Sixty dollars cheaper, so I'll get. I can get you. I can get you a <laughs> perfect. She's gonna get I can me get you a bootleg one. one. Fantastic. I'll get you a pirata one. <laughs> okay. Well, and absolutely. Uh, by the way, I'm sure you you follow. You might follow the same pattern, but I always root for Mexico. And then, of course, when they get eliminated, it's like any Latin American country. And then when all the good ones get eliminated, then I'm like, I guess Argentina. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's 100%. pretty much the order. <laughs> That's the, that's the order. It's it's Mexico, all the rest of Latin American countries. Argentina's at the end. Yeah, and then, then yeah. and then we and then we go to maybe some I don't know some European countries or something. But yeah, that's like la- very last 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 resort. 
<laughs> yes, and we want to give a collective matraca to Jasmine Guards because she just released a podcast that y'all should be listening to. It's called The Last Cup, and it does kind of explore sort of some of the things we're talking about, like the complicated relationship that many of us have with soccer, with the World Cup, because it's such an institution in all, uh, pretty, pretty much the whole world, but in the in in uh, the ways that Jasmine is running these parallels is also to that experience of being neither aquí neither allá. Anyways, check out that podcast. It's called The Last Cup. So thank you for playing, Ana Sheila. You win. <laughs> Yay. What do I win? What do I win? Nothing. You win that you were okay. you were a good sport and you played the game. A good sport. Yes. I'm a good sport. Yes. I'm definitely into that way of looking at games nowadays. I'm, I'm over my competitive streak mostly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. So without further ado, let's hear from Marcela Arguello. Welcome, Marcela. Welcome to Tamarindo. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so awesome to have you. I love your voice, by the way. I love your your podcast voice. That was a good oh. voice. <laughs> oh, I thought, you, I thought you meant my voice. I like it. It's Thank very you. good. Your comedic yes. voice, your podcast voice, this voice right now, all your voices. Thank you. And what about this voice? How about oh, this okay. one? That's very Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, I can do Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I used to do Mickey Mouse for the kids, my nieces and nephews. <laughs> I love that. I also love your Beyonce. <laughs> your Beyonce. Thank you so much. It's me, Beyonce. <laughs> it's a blessing. Thank you so that much. That was very good. Very good. Um, I have a few fun little rapid fire questions to kind of get us warmed up. And then I'm going to ask you some more. Okay. okay. So my first cool. question to you, I mean, Twitter is about to go down or it's exploding. <laughs> it's imploding. What has been one of your favorite viral tweets? You're really good at these viral tweets. So what's one of the one that stands oh, out? That's a good question. I have a few. I mean, I have, you know, I got to say one of my favorite, you know, I love Jennifer Lopez. I do. I've always loved Jennifer Lopez, but I'm going to make fun of her. She's, you know, she's, she's easy for that shit. And I had a tweet where um, someone had posted a video of her dancing, like at a concert performing. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe she was 50. And I had quote tweeted it and said, I dance like this, too, if I couldn't sing. <laughs> that shit exploded. <laughs> and, and it's also one of those things where it's like, it's not clever. I mean, we've heard that joke before. <laughs> but for some reason, I think, you know, because seeing it visually, I mean, it was like, you're like, fuck, man, she is a mover at 50. <laughs> and um Man, those and those JLo stands, they fucking were pissed. And then they like went on my Instagram and they found out that I saw her in Vegas. Oh my gosh. And they're like, oh, her like they're like her biggest haters are her biggest supporters. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's we it's okay to make fun of people you like, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so that was that was one of my I always think about you know why I always think about that one? Because I, I I deleted a bunch of like a huge long history of tweets. And that was one of those that I was like, man, I wish I hadn't. Because it was like, the numbers were insane. And I remember being like, damn, gotta let it go. I let it go. <laughs> that one struck a it nerve. A that one. one struck a nerve, I guess. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, it was really. Because it was also just such a simple diss. Like, it's a diss we've all heard. We've all probably made it a little bit. But man, they just got pissed. I love it. Love it. Now, another question for you. What is a song that always gets you moving? I know you love to dance. Um, I mean, anything will really get me moving as long as it's up-tempo. Well, I mean, right now I'm very much on the Beyonce Renaissance. That's like when I'm going to the fitness center, I'm playing Absolutely. that. Absolutely, it, it, it is what's encouraging me to move, but not in like a, a dancey way, more of like a motivated way, which is, you know, important. But I don't know about dance. I mean, I honestly, I'll dance to anything. 
you, you put on anything, I'll fucking get up and dance as long as it's up tempo. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you got some moves. Now, um, a question we always ask everybody is like, what's one thing you're celebrating? It could be big, small, whatever it is. What's one thing you are giving your matraca to is what we say. I mean, life right now, you know, death is like, oh, my God. Too, I had uh, somebody um, that I know I don't want to call her like a close friend, but she passed away. I found out this morning and that shit ugh, got me texting people. And and then my one of my tias is going to be in hospice. We just got that news today. And I'm like, yeah, life. I'm always celebrating life. I will, uh, people know that about me. Like I'm the first on the dance floor, the first to, you know, do whatever because I don't. I don't take that shit for granted, you know. We death is is imminent and it's always around the corner and it's not just for you but for everyone around you. So life, I'm always celebrating life. That's the, that's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, coming out of this pandemic, there's just been so much death exactly. around here. We just got to celebrate so that we're much. still here. Yep. We are still um, here. And Fuck yeah. those dead people. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> not to be misconstrued. <laughs> I mean, it's always like weird to talk about it, you know, to celebrate life. You have, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, that's what sucks is like, I survived. And it's like, man, those people that didn't, that sucks for them. <laughs> and it does. But like, how do you talk? But you know, you got to talk about death comfortably to appreciate life, in my opinion. If you don't, if you aren't comfortable talking about death, I guarantee you don't know how to appreciate yeah, life. I think that's a really good point. Now, what goes in la basura? What are you done with canceling, big or small, whatever? What are you like trashing? You know what it is? It's like relationships and friendships that are like not growing. Mm, yeah. Like I had to stop being friends with somebody because, you know, I'm, I was like trying to be there for her. And man, she likes being a toxica. Like she likes it. Mm. And I don't like to be around that. I don't like if you're not improving. And, and I'm not saying like you need to be. 110% every day of your life. You don't. I, I, everybody, you got to give everybody some grace. But like, well, you know, when you realize one of your homies is like, she's the problem in her yeah, life. Yeah, you're like, actually, and all of these, these stories are telling me, maybe it's you. <laughs> it's you. Maybe it's you. It's not me. And it's you. It's you. It's not even that it's not me. It's that I've been trying to like look out for her and be there and, you know, be the supportive friend. And man, there's a certain point where you're like, you know, because I'm also getting more success lately and... That also exposes who is a real toxicas, and yeah, I gotta say, you gotta you gotta get rid of those friendships and relationships. Is like the no, I don't want to say the second you notice it, but you know, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Never never let people fully drag you down, you know, and try to lift up all your homies as much as you can. But man, when those bitches are dirty, get the yeah. fuck out of there. Canceling las toxicas or toxicos. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Both, both. I think I'm just thinking about like friends when i say friendships and, and relationships i really do because you know i i prioritize my friends i love my friends i i make a huge my friends know that i put a huge effort into my friendships not that i expect it back but i definitely don't ex expect disrespect oh, yeah you know yep, absolutely and then um i've been loving your posts that are sort of like uh mocking the spiritual gurus and guides they're oh, yeah. fantastic <laughs> my, my album i think they're great and i and you know i personally I, I i turn to your twitter or your instagrams for inspirational quotes myself Thank but you. um on the real though how do you stay grounded where do you get your calma if you need to like settle in and stay grounded i mean uh, my friends again I, my friends like man when i'm going through it you know therapy is good and everything but you know some of your friends know your history so well 
that sometimes they can reel you back in. Um, they'll look out for you and your really good friends will call you out on your bullshit. And um, yeah, my friends are a big, big part of my sanity. And if you do not put the work in to make sure that you are healed and the people around you are good to you, you, you fucking that cycle never ends. Yeah, absolutely. So friends, friends, good, to- good relationships, not the yeah. toxic kind and feeding those good partnerships, <gasps> good relationships. Yeah, that's the calma we're getting. Now, um, yeah. listeners of this show know that I'm a huge fan. First of all, I'm a huge fan of you. I'm a huge fan of Women's Crush Wednesdays, which is how I first oh, got you. to see your fantastic work way, way, way back when it was at the Nerdist. So way back in the day. Mm, at the Meltdown, yeah. It's so fun. Anna Shayla and I love reading books and we love supporting Latina-led small businesses. You can join us in doing both by ordering books from Sholobooks.com. Sholobooks amplifies intersectional and anti-colonialist literature written by Black, Indigenous, and people of color through the selling, promotion, and celebration of books from around the world. Right now, you can order books like Olga Dies Dreaming, You Sound Like a White Girl, and Paras Chicas Fuertes de Corazón Tierno y Piel Canela, the Spanish version of For Brown Girls with Sharp Edges and Tender Hearts. You can get 10% off your entire order when you use the offer code TAMARINDO at checkout. That's TAMARINDO, all caps, at checkout at sholobooks.com. And you can also get the link to this bookstore both on our website and on the notes of this episode. And I want to know, I mean, I know that you're really proud of this project. So tell us about that. Why are you so proud about Women's Crush Wednesdays? Which I guess, like, it is the best curated comedy show. I've gone to a bunch. This is the best, truly. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, You know, it all started because what I noticed when I moved to L.A. to do comedy, because I started in San Francisco, and San Francisco is a very small city, so the comedy scene is very small, so we all kind of know each other. Um, or we did, I can't, I can't speak to San Francisco now and the comedy scene now, but back in the day. And so when I moved to LA, I was like, fuck, the comedy scene in LA is huge and it's segregated. And I hated that. And I, I noticed that there, but there was always really good women on every show or every open mic you went to. There was always a bad bitch that was hilarious or quirky and weird and just unique and funny. And because it was uh, the comedy scene was and still kind of remains not as bad as it was when I first got there, but um, it was so segregated, like literally it was like the black shows were over here, the white shows were over here, the extra white shows were over there and like the Latino shows were fucking out in the IE, you know, like it was so fucking segregated and I hated it because I'm just a good comedian. I thrive in front of any audience, you know, and so. I could go to any of these shows, to the black show, the white show, Latino show, and fucking kill it, meet a new girl, and these bitches, none of them knew each other. None of them were, you know, none of the shows were cross-pollinating, you know? And I just, I remember thinking, that's how it started, was doing all these bouncing around. It was also bouncing around doing a bunch of shows. was really hard. Um, And if you didn't have a car, impossible. I Thankfully, I always had a car, so I was able to, like, go and bounce around all these shows. And I remember having this dream. I put on a show. Fuck, man, that would be a killer show. You know, get rid of all these dudes that say the same old shit and get all these weirdo girls, funny-ass girls, hot girls, ugly girls, all the girls, just young, old. Like, I, because I just love comedy. 
And I was like, man, it sucks that because especially when I started, because I started 17 years ago, it was back when only one girl on a show, mm-hmm. only one girl on a show, only one, like you did see girls at the open mics, but you on the shows, one girl hated it. And then when I moved to LA, it was pretty similar to that. Um, and and also because of that, it creates competitiveness. And I fucking I'm not competitive. I have never been competitive. I wasn't raised to be. I'm the youngest of four. I was like cheering on for all my siblings. You know, I didn't. I was not trying to compete with them. And uh, so I don't even understand that mentality. And so I uh, and I also am so not competitive. I think people think I'm lying. <laughs> like I think people think that I'm not cheering on every everybody I know, and I am. Um, because that's how fucking rare it is in this industry. That's like, is this real? Um, like, you really want to lift us yeah. all up? What? <laughs> I think people don't think that that's real. And it's really irritating because I'm like, no, I want all these bitches to be signed. I want all of them to thrive. When a, a comic doesn't do good at Women Crush, I fucking lecture the audience. I don't know if you've ever seen I've that. I've seen it but all. I'll fucking yes. rip into... I'm like, you guys don't get to fucking decide that that girl is not funny. That shit was hilarious and you guys are fucking stupid and I don't like you now. And now these next comics, if you disrespect them, oh, we're going to have a problem. Like, that's how I ran Women Crush. And I, I think that the audience loved it because they it kind of made them snap out of it. Like, anybody who's a regular at Women Crush knows you you got to bring the laughter too. Because the comics are bringing their A game. I need you to bring your A laugh game. And like, I, I don't, I, even if a girl doesn't do great, that's okay. Like, we're not there to shit on her. We're not there to like, we all have bad times. I've certainly had terrible sets over the years. But like, I'm not there to like, encourage shitting on on women who are putting in the work and are, and are good. And that's really all it was, was I was like, because you know, the other thing is, on the flip side, these producers who produce some of these shows, they're fucking little wannabe gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. They fucking are striving for power. You know, little they're little future Elon Musks. You know, like they don't care about people. They want to look good. They want to. They want to be connected. They want to be invited to the Hollywood party. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I was like, no, I want to put on a good show. I want all the girls who are on these shows to either be fucking really good, or I know that they're going to be fucking really good. And not even if they continue doing stand-up, because there's plenty of girls who have quit. I don't care. This, like, We should all have a chance to have a great audience who supports us and respects us and doesn't just assume just because a girl is on stage, oh, she's not going to be funny because women are funny or whatever the fuck these stupid fucks are doing when they go yeah. to comedy shows. <laughs> but that's really it. You know, I followed a lot of the comics from that show, and many of them are, are doing great. their own nights. And so it's all about yeah. getting plugged in. And I think that's what that... that that show really did that for me, just getting connected to all these amazing, Great. talented yeah. women. That's what I wanted. And uh, yeah. okay, something else I want to talk to you about is I am a big fan, again, of your work, but also Walk Bully. It is superb. It's oh, the first you. comedy album that I've ever purchased. It, oh, yeah, really? Oh, awesome. So that's funny. That's cool. It's Thank so you. funny. We we play it all the time on road trips. My husband and I, we, we like oh. quote it, you know. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's well, even cool. One time we Thank went you. camping and we played it while we were taking the stuff down in the campsite across was like, who is this? And, you know, so. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. But I, I, I love Thank the you. name Woke Bully because I really think it kind of captures who you are. It captures who you are. So what does right. that name mean to you? And like, can you tell us a little bit more about your comedic voice? Well, speaking of not shitting on women, um, I I got the name because I was shitting on a woman because... I was at a comedy show. It was like just for laughs comedy festival. I did not give that name to myself. I just want to mm-hmm. make that clear. That's what the story is. Um, I, Cause I was, I was like prepping to do an album and I didn't know what to call it. And then I was doing the just for laughs audition. They have these fucking stupid auditions. And um, 
there was this girl right before me who, oh my God, she spent the whole time shitting on poor people, oh. okay? Mm-mm-mm. And yes, she was, okay? She was spent the whole time shitting on poor people and she made some comment about like loose change, how like, fucking who 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 carries loose chain and she just was like straight up shitting on people who are poor that's what she considered comedy right then she was like shitting on um mayonnaise and like saying how aioli is better which is like so fucking dumb because that's all aioli is is mayonnaise (laughs) and so and here's the funny part was okay so the white girl with blonde bleach blonde hair so it was extra blonde she was completely head to toe white and and she bombed, by the way. She fucking did terrible. Of course she did, because that's not it's that not shit is funny. not funny. I went up after her and I just started making fun of her at an audition for JFL in front of and the, remember the room is filled with agents and managers and JFL people. I didn't give a single fuck. I was furious that this white girl was shitting on poor people and thought that was comedy. And I made some comment like, How is a a bitch who looks like mayonnaise gonna shit on it? <laughs> Because she, like I said, she was dressed in all white. And what was funny was nobody laughed, but in the back of the room, I just heard like a, a black woman's laugh go, ha ha, like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm right. That's right. I'm fucking right. So I was telling that story to a comedian named Andy Hayes. And he was like, because I think he was at the audition and he left and he asked me how it went. And I told him I bombed because I, I spent the whole time shitting on this girl. And then I tried to do my jokes and they didn't land because people were like so freaked out by what I had just done. And, um, he was like, Marcella, you're like a woke bully. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's a funny name, actually. I was like, I'm gonna call myself that for my album. Cause it's it's just so it is so me in the sense of like, ugh, I can be obnoxious, but man, am I always right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, so my, sometimes my sometimes my message or my delivery, I mean should say my delivery is off of my message is always on it point. It definitely is. Uh, something else too on that album i mean everybody should pick it up even though it's a couple years old i mean it's still relevant still hilarious is i tried to i tried to be conscientious of that i wanted to have an album that people could listen to and that's why i was like kind of tripping off like oh should i talk about trump but i mean he is still in the news yeah yeah you know his little me yeah they're not going anywhere although they did kind of lose a little bit last night so i know it was great i love it that was some good news but something else that i really love in that album is you talk about a fendonormative (laughs) oh yeah Do I talk about it? Or maybe some other thing, because I've listened to a lot of your comedy, but um, I I don't. Yeah, you must have seen that live because I don't think that's on the album. I think you saw that live. Offendonormative. Yeah, I had to drop that term because once the pandemic hit, everything shifted. And then that concept of like people being offended all the time kind of stopped, which is good for comedy. Um, I guess Neilon is now being the offendonormative one because he gets to choose what's offensive. But um, yeah, you 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 saw that live because that's not on the album. I I wanted to put it in my in my new special, but I was like, nah, this idea is kind of like dated at this yeah. point. Yeah. Well, what I do love about it is this idea of like people being offended on behalf on your on behalf of those oh, that yeah. maybe they they have a they have a choice to be offended or not. But don't go mm-hmm. getting offended on behalf of other people, please. That just says yeah. more about you. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, that's what's so frustrating about like the society we're in right now is that. People are, I mean, the Elon on Twitter shit is a perfect example of that. People are shitting on him and his followers are getting offended on his behalf. And it's like, bro, you don't even know this dude. What are you tripping about? Like, that's so weird. It's weird. It's very weird. This adoration of richness is so weird. <laughs> Something yeah. for Manny's Mary or whatever that lady was name was. Yeah, <laughs> Manny's Mary. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, what are you working on right now? What's coming up? What's um, what's exciting? What's in store? What should we be looking out for? Well, I do. I have that meditation album out now. It, it just came out, um, and uh, I'm I. I, people do not think it's a real album. It's barely 20 minutes. It is meant to relax you and calm you down and like soothe you in a way that uh, I don't think we have enough of, of like, because meditation can be kind of fucking weird and it doesn't even feel real. So, like if you're a logical, sensible person, you know, uh, it is hard to listen to some of that shit. And there have been moments where I was like, man, I wish I had a meditation album that was just like very realistic and kind of like that homegirl that's telling you to like straighten the fuck up. And um, I was like, I'll fucking do it. Let me just do it. And uh, in, it also came from the RZA. He, put, he he collaborated with Tazo T a few years ago and he put out a meditation album or whatever it was. And I was expecting RZA to like fully be the rapper RZA and not just, you know, his government name. And he, cause he was very like, it was very much a meditation album, but I kept waiting for him to like, say something uh you know how he 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 raps kind of like it's verbose and you know multi-syllable words and, and he didn't get none of that shit and i was like man i want to <laughs> like a meditation album that's a little more like real and then anyway so i put that out that i'm very most excited about people don't think it's a real album please stream it it's silly it's you know it's not like my it's not like my money making baby it's just like a real thing i actually want people to enjoy um and then I actually have another comedy album I recorded earlier this year, and we're in the process of editing that. It's going to be called Mercury and Reggaeton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so good. Because it, was, because it was one of the worst weekends I've ever had doing comedy. And I had to like Frankenstein it. Like the Woke Bully was cool because it was two shows, but most of the album is from one show. Like, I think there was like two or three jokes we had to take from the other, the second recording because I fucked them up on the first show. And man, that shit is like a flaw, like exactly what you want when you record something. And this, this other one is like four shows and I had to pull from every show because no show was very good. No show was like perfect through and through. (laughs) None. And I was stunned and it was like, I was sick. I fucking every every crowd had like a fucking weird heckler or something weird or some weird laugher that was like ruining a take or man, it was like nightmare scenario it was complete opposite of the woke bully. But every show had moments that were really fun. So I, I've kind of pieced something that I would argue is very much like seeing a live comedy show when you go and you don't know what to expect. This is what you get because um, I did a fuck ton of crowd work. So I'm excited about that. And then. The HBO Max special that is going to be on HBO and HBO Max is dropping at some fucking point. I'm not even sure. Um, but that one was also a one take. I fucking knocked it out of the park on the first show. Second show, I just was shit faced. didn't give a single fuck what I said on stage, which was like, you got what you need. It was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> even Ida was like, because Ida Rodriguez directed it and right before I went on stage on the second show. She was like, yeah, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. We got it. Don't even worry. We got yeah. it. And I was like, now, where was it? Was it in Chicago? It was in New York, you... which I hate because okay. I don't really like New York. But you know what? I had no choice. Um, so I'm, I, whenever I tape the the hour in the next couple of years, it's going to be California, baby. We're going to have fucking all the Latinos there and all the women and all the fucking dope bitches. Where can people keep up with you? You can find me at Marcella Comedy. I was going to say across social media, but I'm about to delete my Twitter. So... Instagram, TikTok, I'm at Marcella Comedy. My website is Marcella Comedy. Marseilla, it's spelled Marseilla. 
comedy, but I, you know, we, pr we pronounce it Marcella comedy. Ah, okay. Marcella comedy, Marcella Arguello. What a treat. What a delight. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> Love having, having me. you. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Oh my gosh. What a joy. What a treat. So special to hear from Marcela. It was such, such, so much fun. I, I had such a great time speaking to her and I'm, I hope you all follow her, get connected to her and definitely look out for her HBO Max special on your TV screen near you. <laughs> so Ana Sheila, let's start with your matraca. My matraca. All right. So on this show, we have put toxic positivity um, I feel like I'm talking with a little bit more of an accent today. Have you, have you noticed? No, that? it sounds great. <laughs> it, toxic positivity in the in the basura as well as negative self-talk. So what I'm putting, what I'm giving a mataka to is realistic. Well, I don't know what to even to call this, but realistic positivity, thoughtful positivity. So my example is I was on a hike yesterday and it's it's kind of an arduous hike it's it's uphill for about an hour and uh at least it's hard for me i know not not for you Brent. <laughs> but so i'm i'm on this hike going up and uh this family just says you know they kind of everyone everyone that's coming down kind of gives you the look they know what you're going through cuz they've already done it and now they're on the way down and so they look at us and they tell us like, pues ya les falta menos. And like, you know, it's not like you're almost there. Like ya les falta menos means just like you have less to go than you, <laughs> you did before. And it just made me laugh because it was just like realistic. It's not like you're almost it's there. Fact. It's but you know, fact. It's a, <laughs> but, but you know what? And it made me laugh and, and, and it was still helpful. And it's like, yeah, you're right. I'm closer than I was before. And, and thank you. <laughs> and so it, I just, I, I appreciate that because it made me laugh and it was light, but it was still, it still felt positive to me and it was helpful for me in that moment. And it reminded me of like another example of this, for example, it's like you're, you're working on a new skill and your first thought is, um, I'm so bad at this, right? Like we have, we say that in our head, I'm so bad at this. And yeah, like the toxic positivity might be someone telling you, no, you're really great, even if you're not, <laughs> right? But what about like, if it's just, it's really more of like a, you're working on it every day and you're getting, you're getting better at this every day, you know? So that's like the more like thoughtful positivity, like get out, don't, don't say you're bad at this because that might stop you from continuing to do whatever it's you're trying to do. So getting away from negative self-talk and getting away from toxic positivity and saying like, you're great at this when you're not, but it's like, I'm working on this every day. Like that's the reframe. So that's my, that's my little matraca for today. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. Always here with the re reframings that are so useful, so helpful. Now, what is your basura? My basura is to all the haters that are Getting in the way of people getting necessary debt relief. <laughs> oh, gosh. Absolutely. What a freaking bunch of tools they are. Yes. It, it's like the people that are suing because uh, anyways, it's just, you know, I, I just feel I really feel like that if we were to get this debt relief, it would be beneficial for individuals, for our collective energy, for our freaking whole environment, like for all of our, our well-being. And, and I just really hope that you know, everyone that's banking on this because it will make a meaningful difference in, in their life in many ways. I hope that people get to um, receive this debt relief. So just basura to, to everyone that's getting in the way of, of, of this. Yeah, which are, as we know, Republicans and um, a judge in Texas. To me, El Cuckoo is a judge in Texas. <laughs> that's what it is. All right. Yes. Absolutely. That goes in la basura. So uh, what is your calma this week? My calma. So... 
yesterday, again, I did a lot of things yesterday. I went to this town called Teposlan. I love and, it. Uh, By the way, I'm, yes, I'm going to spend a few days there. I can't wait. Yes. It's, oh, it's, you did it's, that it's, hike. It's, that shit is hard, girl. Yes, that is a hard yes. hike. That is like, like two miles literally hike. directly up. This is, it's, yes. it's hard for everyone. And it wouldn't be easy for me either. Yes. Now that I know which hike. Yes. <laughs> it's a, but it's a, it's, it's such a, be- it's a hard, but beautiful, beautiful hike when you get to the top. So anyways, that's what I was, I was in that town yesterday, Brenda. And, um, I had a chance to do the Temascal, which is, is something that they do a lot in this town. What it is for, for y'all that are not familiar. Um, it's, it's a ritual that comes from pre-Hispanic time periods and um you're in this dome basically and it's supposed to be for spiritual healing and it's so it's very dark inside and it just keeps getting progressively harder 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 because they keep adding rocks they have like four different like sessions or i don't know rounds or however you want to call it and they keep adding more and more hot rocks to it and um and when you're in there, it, it's it's a period to just connect with yourself, to release, to get clarity. And um, there's a period during this experience where they ask us to speak, where where um, they ask us to speak to our loved ones and to release. And so my calma was really around um, release and 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 forgiveness. Um, that's kind of what what came up for me. And so I actually wanted to offer up this exercise for, for folks. So when I was in the Temascal, I, um, I took a moment to, to speak to my dad. And so I, I, I both forgave him for everything he wasn't. And I thanked him for everything he was. And it, and it felt really beautiful in that moment because I felt like it was a release for his spirit, for me, for him, for me to speak out loud, like I forgive you and, and I love you at the same time. And those things can be true right together and it felt like a release for his spirit and and for me and so the the and the exercise i wanted to give up wanted to offer up to folks is to write uh spend some time writing a letter so if if y'all have been journaling with us or starting to journal um writing a letter where you ask answer the question first of all what do you what do you get to forgive yourself for because that's something i also did is i like i forgave myself for things that I was still holding on to. So what do you get to forgive yourself for? And then what do you get to um, forgive maybe loved ones that have passed for that you're still holding on to that you can put down on paper? And then maybe also loved ones that are still around that you get to forgive that maybe you don't have a connection with. And then maybe you decide that you do share this with them, or maybe it's just for you, you know? So that's, it was it was a beautiful period, a, be- a beautiful time for me. And that's something that I got to do while I was in the Temascal is really think about forgiveness and releasing and, and letting go. So that is that's such calma. a wonderful calma, great practice. And I, I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to do that. That sounds beautiful. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. So those are my, those are my, you know, my traca basura calma. What about you, Brenda? What, what are you giving your matraca to this week? So my matraca goes to, speaking of the conversation that I had with Marcela, I mean, to me, what the reason I got connected to Marcela is, of course, Women Crush Wednesdays, as you heard in the interview. But what you heard also is how much it matters to, to Marcela to get to introduce the world to some of the comics that she brings on to Woman Crush Wednesdays. So um, Christina Catherine Martinez is one of these comics that I saw many years ago at one of Marcella's shows, and I started following her. She is so strange and hilarious and weird and um, fantastic. So she's an actor, a comedian, a writer, but she's also a, a art critic. And she combines all of that 
She combined all of that into this amazing, weird-ass show. I knew it was going to be weird, but it was so, so funny. It's called Aesthetical Relations. It was yesterday. I went yesterday. By the time you all are hearing this, it would have been, I don't know, five, six days ago. But it was a phenomenal show at the Red Cat. And it and it's just, I don't know. It was so special, so unique. She has such a spectacularly unique comedic voice. I want everybody to follow Christina Catherine Martinez because you will be in for some Strange, hilarious, and funny comedy. So that's who gets my matraca. Ooh, I love it. So wait, so if we missed out on her show, which all of us listening probably did, how can we, where can we find her? On the internet. Y'all Google it. On the internet. You can Google it loca. Google it, Google it. Google, Google it loca. loca. Christina Catherine <laughs> Martinez. And well, of course, whatever, we'll put it on the show notes. But if you follow us on, on the gram, we often share her shit too, because she's fucking funny. All right, here we go. Beautiful. All right. Y tu basura. My basura goes to fat phobic algorithms. I don't know why all of the algorithms on all of the apps feel like I need to see videos of faja magicas. I need to see videos of like liposuction. I need to see videos of before and after. I'm not asking for this content. In fact, I even took some steps on Instagram to remove that content, but then I but I see it a lot on TikTok. Because I started a a TikTok account that's all about the ways that I incorporate movement and the ways that I'm teaching classes. Of course, I think using some of the hashtags around um, movement, not weight loss, for some reason that has invited weight loss videos to Mm. enter my feed. So I just want to throw in la basura fat phobic algorithms. Yes, I love that. Ugh, just people trying to make money out of trying to make us not feel enough. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. Uh, and uh, it and it it's um it's been a real change and shift and ongoing retraining of removing fat phobia from an automatic thought. And, and, and me, I mean I don't know if it's been a struggle for you, but it, I can admit that it has been a struggle and it's been very helpful to not talk about my weight, at least not out loud. In my mind, I might be thinking it, but I don't, I try not to speak it. I try not to talk about that um, when I'm with my friends, but it's so common. It comes up so commonly and there's so much judgment coming up. Like I, I, I um, have found a a really renewed awareness of, of where fat phobia enters and not giving it more life more oxygen in the times that I can because it's everywhere and it's really disgusting. I love that. That's really powerful, Brenda. And I feel like we could have a whole episode which we exploring have. this we a little bit it, more, and which we, we have, and yes. we can do it again in a, in, in a different way. So Absolutely. I won't add too much more, but I'll say, um, yes, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm aligned and I've, I've felt those, that pressure um, in different ways than you have probably, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Body images, no matter what, right? It's just another right. one of those things that, that, we're, that we are constantly targeted about where a lot of negative talk, self-talk comes from. It's that yes. you all know. All right. So let me tell you my calma. My calma is anytime I get to see Monica Ramirez, the activist in action. We love her. We here at Tamarinda are big fans of her work. She's been the founder of many different projects, but she was just recently in Los Angeles and I was so honored that Tamarinda was invited and I represented us because I know you're in Mexico, but um, she had a celebration to mark the one year anniversary of the project called The Humans Who Feed Us. This is a project that humanizes the people that work across the food supply chain. And I'm going to take a minute to read the stories of uh, one story of one of the women that were honored at this reception, which, by the way, was a really fun um, space, beautiful experience, lots of uh, 
um, people that we love, like Bricia Lopez was there. Other some problematic actresses that supported Rick uh, Caruso were also oh there. No. You know? oh. <laughs> Kate um, but oh, let's, no. Uh, oh. <laughs> let's uh, let me read you Blanca's story because that's what this is about. So this is Blanca's story. It says, my name is Blanca and I came to the United States 22 years ago. I live in California and work exclusively in the agricultural sector, harvesting broccoli, lettuce, artichokes and grapes and cleaning strawberries. I'm grateful to this country because I've been able to raise my children here. I'm also thankful for the opportunities life has given me here. My dreams for the future are to see all my children graduate from college and become professionals, learn English, and continue being involved in projects where I can help other people. I would like to invite those who see my portrait or read my story to participate in projects like this one that seek to recognize value in this country. And this is um, this story is accompanied by Blanca's photo, which, of course, we will link it to the notes of this episode. But I just want to uh, tell folks that you all can get involved and support women like Blanca and support justice for migrant women. We will put the link in the show notes. And again, anytime that one thing that was common that everybody that spoke on stage, Wilma Valderrama was one person too, that anything Monica asks you to do, you're more than happy to do. So I'm yes. more than happy. Both Anna Shayla and I are more than happy to amplify anything that Monica Ramirez is involved in because it's all about centering the folks that most need to have their voice lifted, like migrant farm workers. So please support the humans who feed us and support justice for migrant women. One hundred percent. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Brenda. Yeah, and with that, we'll uh, wrap this up and say hasta la próxima. Ana Sheila, ponte un suéter. It's the winter time. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Yes, bye y'all. Un abrazo, un beso. Ciao. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.